0: Here comes Vonnie G. If you could come all the way around to this seat here. Vonnie, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, let me get something, get a little applause for Vonnie G on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. i get your mic up, you talk to folks. Let's turn it back down. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm okay. blessed. Okay. Okay. And I know that you and the team are out here doing a lot of interviews, so thank you for coming in. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. Y'all are moving. We moving. Are y'all energized by Park's uh, victory? Uh, Definitely. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. Let me get you a cold water. Appreciate you. Appreciate and, you. And uh, there's a fireball in there. I don't usually, uh, you know, uh, invite the, you oh, know. You can
1: start it early, ain't
0: you? No, no. I have not had one. <laughs> They're actually for later in the afternoon. They just happen to be in the cooler today. Now nah, I'm a... I'm on water and uh Red Bull at this point. Yeah, I feel you. Gotta hydrate. Gotta yeah, hydrate. gotta hydrate and gotta caffeinate. So we got a bunch of people checking in. Scruff zone and the whole shredded team's definitely checking in. Oh yeah, Shredded Gang. What's up? What's up? Shredded Gang. So Vonnie G, I've heard yes, your name man. a lot. I'm happy to have you on the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm glad you I'm glad you I'm glad you're here. So I'm gonna start from scratch. I haven't Uh, I'm a bad host. I haven't been listening to your other (laughs) interviews, so we'll try not to copy what other people have talked to. But for my benefit... Um, did you grow up in Phoenix or did you move here? We'll uh, I moved there. here. Uh, I'm actually originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: So okay. You're here. a Milwaukee guy. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest. Born and bred.
0: Okay. Okay. Did you know uh, Parks or Buford or any of those guys or or uh, uh, uh Network? Did you know any of those guys before moving to Phoenix? Uh, I heard of William before I moved. Okay. To, uh, you heard of William?
1: Yeah. I've heard of William. Okay. He, he's off of Villard, So, you know, kind of hoods in Milwaukee. We all kind of stay close. We, we tighten the hoods. So right. Right. We know what's up. Is that
0: because it's a lot of white folks? You got to stay close. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know,
1: Milwaukee's one of the most segregated you, cities you in the moved, country. You
0: moved from Milwaukee to Arizona, so sure. I, yeah, yeah. So you, <laughs> you must have some kind of affiliation with white folks by this point.
1: Oh uh, yeah, bro. I I've talked to the, the real big guy in class.
0: Oh, you were? Yeah, I've been oh, that guy. Oh god, god. <laughs> in college I've been that guy. Can I? And, uh, can I just say I'm sorry for uh, what? Hey, for, it happens for whatever they did to you. It's <laughs> <This is> cool. <laughs> I'm not a tribesman, I really don't I've always uh, rejected my white privilege As much as possible and, and and distanced myself from white people at times But I still feel a little bit responsible So I'm sorry for whatever they did oh, to you Oh man, that's cool man. Um, What was it like growing up in Milwaukee? Let's talk about that Because I'm, I've told other people, and I'll be honest You know, growing up in Richmond, Virginia We didn't really have too much consideration Of black folks in Milwaukee I, It was a little bit of a surprise To know there was you know a lot we of get y'all. that a lot yeah I we understand you hear that you know yeah. um it's such a big state and I'm sure the rural parts of it are very white you know <laughs> but uh so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, scary white, right? Ooh, scary yes, sir, white. <laughs> At least the scary whites in Scottsdale got money and they got other things to do. They're not really, you know, but bored, poor white people. Man, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah, that, scary. yeah I bet. I bet. So, uh, I don't uh, know how I know that as well as you do, but it seems <laughs> like, it seems to be true. It seems like my instincts are correct. Oh, uh, yeah, you're correct. You're correct about that. Uh, what is it like? Let's talk about that because I've never really interviewed in uh, in this format, at least. I've talked about it with friends that I had, but what... What is it like? I mean, give us share that experience. The only black guy in the class.
1: Oh, was this man. in college, high school? Where would you say this was at? This was in college. In college. Because, uh, I mean, growing up in Milwaukee, I went to public school. So okay. there was always colored faces around him. You know, sure. it was always intertwined with white,
0: sure. black, Faces Hispanics. of color, I think yeah. you're supposed to say.
1: Yeah. People of color. <laughs> right, right. So, not colored
0: faces. That's right, wrong. Not colored yeah, yeah, faces. Yeah. I, I'm glad but, I didn't say that anyway. <laughs> I can get away with You it. can say whatever you want, but I, <laughs> I, I'm going to be very careful uh, but, uh, I make sure I say people's name correctly because nowadays, if you mention, uh, yeah. if you mispronounce somebody's name twice in a row, you racist motherfucker. So yeah, I, I, always, I always ask, which you, you know, <laughs> if I'm not sure. Luckily, Vonnie, I got your name. Uh, okay, but anyway, I'm sorry. Give us some experience in college. Oh, you know, I I went to a small school, but it was you know it was very white as well. But being a white guy, it didn't affect me that much. How does it? How was how it? What is it like being the only black guy? I can only imagine. Uh, you know. You can give it's, us. You it's can a give, culture shock. You can give us the good parts, maybe a good story, and in the back, like, you know, all, I, I, all will of the this, shows, I will say this I will say this. Going to school at the University of
1: Wisconsin-Whitewater was a wake-up call. Because, uh, I mean, especially coming from the inner city, mm-hmm. where you deal with a lot of, of the inner city woes from schools to just— you, you're used to seeing people that, you, that look like you all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you get to a higher education— platform like the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater you know Wisconsin-Whitewater you sitting in those classes and you look around and there's nobody that looks like you mm-hmm. uh, and you don't start seeing people that look like you until you're junior senior year
0: because mm. I mean, you're all in these general education courses right so you're so divided up right. that you don't see each other then right, when you start your program you start man. specializing right. maybe you all you see a few right few like faces. once
1: i got into my program then it was like oh mm. what's up brother like or somebody come in class and then you instantly connect with them because right. you know it's, it's not too many of y'all there because a lot of people don't believe in you know furthering their education after high school
0: and and in, in respect to um respect to people like me and Rue jude and rachel Doge. was there anybody there that maybe w- one of the white students that really adapted or adopted black culture was there anybody like that at that school
1: oh yeah you know a, a lot of the students there they, they adapt to it they you know they love it um, Right. going to school like my best friend was a white guy from racine okay. wisconsin and so he'd been through the trenches so he knew the black person
0: struggled because he lived it himself oh so if you didn't have a a you know you right. had him for lack right, of a I had him for lack that of that was my white privilege for lack of a black friend you had what was his name let's give him his name reason. was TJ TJ let's give TJ a shout yeah so I usually I ask people uh, do they have a go to white friend so I would say definitely at that time of life yeah. TJ was it for you yeah that was you my boy like yeah. he got
1: me into a lot of places I got him into a lot of places where he couldn't typically go sure so, lot so y'all of,
0: shared culture
1: basically yeah we shared yeah. the culture with each other yes. he also rapped but he's he stopped okay. now but he's on the he's on a higher power of rap now so okay he rapping for the Lord so that's what's up.
0: Hey, well there's a there 's a congregation every uh, Sunday and Wednesday night that is happy to hear some rapping about the Lord so if yeah. you guys are you know if if you're if you 're not getting shows or if you 're struggling in the mainstream market and you have a feel in your heart then you 'd like to talk about jesus there 's a show waiting for you every week uh, so go saying. ahead um, so, uh, what, what, and I see maybe school prepared you to live in Arizona, but what, um, let's talk about that, uh, that difficulty of, uh, did, you know, I've always heard that to some communities, um, going, going to college is not as looked up upon as it is. in some other, was it tough for you in the inner city community or your friends or oh, yeah. was it tough being the one that went to college? Um, oh, yeah, it was tough, uh,
1: especially coming from, you know, Milwaukee and being involved in street life. Mm-hmm. And kind of playing both sides of those fences Going okay. to school Still playing in the streets and, Right uh, I'm going to go to school But when I get out of school Oh yeah I'm in these streets I'm going to do a little thing right, I'm going to do a little something, something. Little so something I'm going right, right, right. to shuffle a couple cards And mm-hmm. you know Do yeah. what I got to do But A lot of my friends really didn't understand it Because they was like Man you can make so much money Like so much more money in the streets Like why are you going to school
0: What did you What was your major What did you go to school I,
1: I went to school for pre-law oh. uh, Physical education And a culture minor So I was a double major Wow And I graduated magna cum laude 3.8 Wow yeah. <laughs> And I rap,
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah. I was gonna say, what, so you do something else during the day besides rap, or, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we can yeah, talk yeah. about. We'll that. get into that. Yeah, we will get into That's that. Big right That's big moves, right there. It's big moves. So, so you were you you were what you know when we when we listen to people talk, uh, politicians and motivational speakers, and when we watch the news and and want to believe that there's a chance for that to happen. You are that. I'm that chance. You are that chance. Yeah. You made it happen. I made it happen. Through, uh, through everything that goes on in the streets and in the inner cities, through being the only, uh, or one of the few black people in your college. Um, Sounds like a Spike Lee movie to me. It is (laughs) your whole college experience sounds like a Spike Lee movie. Like it was cool though. I wonder, you know, I wonder, did white folks ask you why your hair is like that or something? Like I wonder how crazy it got because I know it can get crazy. When I used to
1: grow my hair out, people like white people always asked, "Can I touch your hair?" Yeah. And I used to be like, Why you want to touch my that's hair? Weird. Like, Was that's guys, weird. With
0: guys, girls, guys, both? Girls. Girls. Okay, good. Guys, they'd just be like, I mean no offense to cool. no offense to you right. if, if a guy wanted to touch your hair, but that's super weird. I mean, yeah, but guys they'd be like, Man, I wish I could do that with my hair, man. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> if you work hard enough and pay somebody you right, can't Asians <laughs> even have dreads, but they have to work very hard and pay somebody oh, a lot yeah. of money to make that shit happen. Yeah, to make that shit lock. Yeah, shout definitely. to uh, shout to Art of Lock of Art Lock of Art. They uh, they could probably do it. Um, uh, they're they're a huge technician with the braids and the in the in the barber and the beauty salon type things. I was over there last night, DJ inform. Um, so again, you know, we coming here to talk about hip hop, but the things I find so much more interesting are these little <laughs> nuggets. Uh, And as someone who, um, frankly, you could say dropped, you could say flunked out of college. Uh, As someone who dropped or flunked out of college, um, I'm very, I'm very respectful and very, uh, I I admire how uh, incredibly smart or how well you learned how to cheat is uh, one or the other. (laughs) I I feel like some people use... (laughs) not you this is not personal to you but I feel like some people like cheated more in college than I did I feel like I should have cheated more in college uh, to get that degree definitely but I was having too much fun you know they let me out the house they were telling me who who to screw and who not to screw and I went to college I could do whatever I wanted to do you know I had women coming to uh you know go to hardy's at two in the morning and i could say yes and that blew my mind so i had trouble in college you know yeah, we all did. We i like to think i like to think i'm smarter than my college record uh rely, relays i don't know maybe that's just my um thing yeah, um, i went to a party school so it was party school you went rough. to a party school yeah it's yeah. rough when you go to a party school did you were you involved in fraternity life greek life yes
1: i am a member of Phi beta sigma fraternity incorporated so that is okay. historically black Okay, Greek, five, five beta. beta
0: sigma. What what are the colors? I get them confused. Royal is that blue the, and pure white? Royal blue, royal Pierre. blue and pure white. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what my college roommate went on. He went to Greensboro uh, in North Carolina, is where I went to college, and he went on to go to a bigger school. We didn't even have. I went to a JUCO. We didn't have frats and stuff. But he went on in college, and I'm pretty sure that was that was his fraternity as yeah. well. Shout out to the brus. Shout out to the bros and everybody involved in Greek life. Um so we can skip forward a little bit. You come out of college with all this. I mean, my God, you <laughs> must. You know, you. Do, do you <laughs> I, I mean, just as me uh, coming from Wisconsin, dealing with Arizona white folks. Do you ever keep like I would keep a small laminated. Degree in my back pocket and just pull it out on white folks when they start acting funny do you have, have you ever considered that just nah. some way to just like like a badge just be like leave me alone I've, I've got more degrees than you I'm smarter <laughs> than you and you' I've got more degrees than three generations of your family. Just get out of my face for a minute nah, nah. not really I mean it's just a matter of talking
1: to people. You know, once you I'm sure you've learned at this point of energy after
0: all these years. Yeah. yeah, You've learned not just to skate around. it. Right. Thirty six years old. I've learned how to how to move in. God bless you. God bless you. Let's move on to something else. So you move. What caused you to move to Arizona? A job. I was actually uh, in Milwaukee (laughs) trying to figure stuff out.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: A
1: lot of my friends back at the time was, you know, getting locked up, getting killed. And I I just kind of felt like, you know, the walls was closing in on me. Have you had the tats the whole time? Yeah, I've had the tattoos
0: the whole time. Do you ever, like, I can imagine, like, I could see a Dave Chappelle skit where you just confuse the fuck out of a job recruiter or oh, someone yeah, you... all the
1: time.
0: Because they, they
1: see... Right, they see the tattoos and see, your, they see no, what, what I
0: mean is, they, on paper, they see your name, they see your degrees. Right. You're obviously coming in for a considerably gr- good job with those degrees. I mean, you're not just popping up at Applebee's with right. double majors. <laughs> so... And I can see what they envision in their mind as they sit down. You know, Vani, Vani. Well, that's an interesting name, Vani. Maybe he's Italian, or you know. And then they sit down face to face with you. I must, I, I have to imagine that some of them were obviously flabbergasted to you, where you oh, could yeah. tell.
1: Yeah, I, I always get the, hey, man. I thought you was Italian. Is I'm that? Like, I, I was joking nah, with nah. that. The Italian. Yeah. yeah, they always do it though. I mean, because a lot of people like, Vani, when they see right. my name, yeah. they they automatically want to say Giovanni.
0: Right, like, oh no, they it's think not. it's short for Giovanni?
1: Right, yeah. But right. I always tell him, I said, "No, nah, man, it's Giovanni. Like, there's no G, there's no I, there's no O. Right, like,
0: right. The O is, and the I is at the end of the name. Right, so. right, right, right. <laughs> there's no, there's no pasta sauce. No, there's sir. no, there's no, there's no spaghettios in that name. Uh, but okay. it
1: all means the same thing, Jonathan. So sure, John, so. sure,
0: sure, sure. Well, that's all interesting. I can only imagine how much you confused certain. Um, I love it. Employers uh, over the years. <laughs> I love years. it. <laughs> um, so, so uh, you were, you were, is it? were well, you having we, we we flashback you're having trouble in in Wisconsin you are out of college right you have these degrees right you still have a ton of friends and people you know in the street life For sure you got a couple new white folks you 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 hung Facts. out with in college you're very much in between worlds. Right. And now you're more into what we would say white folks or mainstream world than ever with right. your degrees. You have access to places your other friends can't go. Right. Most definitely.
1: Yeah. And so like when you have that type of access and then you start feeling the walls closing in because once you get out of school, reality sets back in. Yeah you know it's no people,
0: more well people expect you right to go get a job and like I said not just any job but a good job a good because you put a lot of money and time either you or somebody you love or loans or something there's you know you just don't go I, I assume you weren't on a scholarship so you just don't go to four years of college cheap no and so there's there's you know and like you said reality sets in right so you're in Wisconsin pulled from both sides um, probably feeling a little weird on either side at this point. Yeah, because
1: you know a lot of times your friends want to you know want you to come back to the street life, and then the party is like, man, you know that's not me no more. Mm. You know, I done grew, I done, I mm. evolved, I I got an education, I see stuff in
0: a different light now. Right. It's like
1: you know, and, and I see the while, danger
0: of it, and I have an option. I think having that, an option makes you more aware. Sometimes when we don't have options, we don't want to look at at what could happen because we don't have an option anyway. Right. But now that you have options, you're seeing life clearer. Right. And I think it took for one of my, my closest friends, uh, that
1: got sent to prison for 35 years. That really made me want to get out of Milwaukee.
0: Wow. Do you think, um, do you think you've grown, uh, in ways in Arizona that you might not have been able to grow? Oh yeah, most definitely because
1: Wisconsin is a a blue collar state. Mm -hmm. So, When you come out of college, there's not a really lot of high paying jobs. Like man, I was I was working at a furniture store with a college degree in pre law and physical education. Like wow, making twelve dollars an hour. Like that's not life. Like this is what I went to school for. Like man, stop playing
0: with me. Right? Because anybody could have got this twelve dollars job. Right.
1: I I, I started looking for jobs out of state. Got a call from Drive Time in Arizona, and they paid me more money I've ever seen legally. Than I've ever seen Right I mean I've seen a lot of money Illegally but Sure Legal money Like that was the most money I've ever had a job pay me So I was, Oh this is my way out Okay I'll see y'all later Milwaukee I love y'all But
0: mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to this New opportunity So in this That was here that In was Phoenix here, Right here in so Phoenix So when you came out here Who did you come out here with Just me, myself, and I Wow That's incredible
1: Yeah I had one cousin That lived here lived in Maricopa
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I called him I say, look man I'm gonna be in town I got a job interview and so, like, I knew I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to the airport. So I called my auntie because she worked for American Airlines in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I called her. I said, I said, Titi, I need a flight to Arizona. I got a job interview. She said, really? She said, I'm going to get you on this connecting flight from Milwaukee to Arizona nonstop. But you're going to ride first class. Mm. So it was like, my it was like, OK, I'm going to go first class. Let me put on a suit. I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm going to put the suit on like, because I got to go right to the interview once I get out the airport. Right. So I might as well be suited and booted out the gate. Got to the interview, killed it. They offered me the job on the spot. I said, are you sure you want to do this? I said, oh, yeah. And
0: I never looked back since. Wow, that's an incredible story. Yeah, man. And it it takes a lot of courage to leave everything you've known, even if it's for something better. Yeah. It still takes a a lot of courage to leave what you've known for the unknown.
1: Right. It's a serious jump. And I've lived all across the country, so I've seen it before. You know, I've made jumps like that, but Arizona was a big jump. Like, I used to live in Memphis, Tennessee. I used to live in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Like I've seen it, I've seen the South, I've seen the Midwest, I've seen the East Coast. It was like, oh, let's let's go see the West Coast.
0: And for some reason, I think like the 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 uh, the white employers would have been a little bit more understanding and accepting of diverse cultures. And it it does seem like people in Phoenix are more aware and more understanding of diverse yeah, more cultures, conscious of it, right? Than, than people in the, and especially the South. There's a little, you know, there's a certain bitterness still to this day in the South where yeah. I come from, you know. And uh, whenever, you know, and it seems like whenever white folks have numbers, that's when they start, you know, acting foul. You know, know, it breaks my heart. We just had a situation in my neighborhood playground where 11-year-old... you know black kid got told by a white kid and it's all friends of mine so you know not the white kid the black kid, the good side he was friends of mine you know and, and so we ha- we still have these racial problems we worked out with and i truly believe it's people smart people like you not people like me but smart people like you uh really you know with your experience and uh, and your education i feel like you could almost probably write a book uh, about your experiences um just your life experiences and what it's like uh in, in certain situations you know so what um once you got to arizona how when did you start rapping
1: uh i actually have been rapping since i was nine okay uh,
0: we just, all rap as soon as we fall in love with it yeah, right? yeah. like
1: as soon as i heard reasonable doubt like i'll okay. be honest with you i fell in love i really that's fell a in good love entry Biggie. point yeah, yeah I, I, biggie's my favorite artist that's who i really fell in love with but like fell in love with hip-hop itself Was Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt Like that's when it all Clicked for me And I was like You know what This is something That I want to do Right Uh, But yeah I started rapping At the age of nine You know Just doing little talent shows And stuff like that That's
0: crazy Getting on stage that early Yeah
1: Yeah. It's crazy And then I kind of Just kind of stopped Because it was just a hobby It was like Man I don't Mm -hmm. really see This going nowhere It's just fun to do You know Here and there Yeah It was like I really wanted to be A lawyer at the time Mm -hmm. So I was like I'm going to focus on school And do that Do something different Than what a lot of people see, you know, black kids in the inner city do mm-hmm. so it was like I'm gonna go be a lawyer mm-hmm. and I went like I think I had like maybe I was going to go to law school and it was just like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this. Right. Right. So like, well, we have
0: that, a lot of lawyers. It's a tough gig just because we have a, a lot of lawyers. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of doctors, a lot of rappers.
1: Yeah. I, I picked it back up strong when I moved it back out here because I think I went to an event uh, called The Purge. OK, it was in Mesa. And uh, I've heard I've seen At least seen a
0: flyer Or a heard about that party yeah, Or something Yeah so
1: uh, Black Peso was actually Performing there So shout out to You know what I'm saying Shreddy shout Gang, out to Shreddy Gang party, Black T. Peso Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was performing there And it, When he got up on stage And I saw the culture I was like I'm like it's wide open out here mm, yeah. I was like You know this is something That I can pick up And so like Of course I met my mans And At a job We both worked at Stormwind Studios In Scottsdale And the dude that owned The company was from Milwaukee and so he teamed me up with him. Wow. On a, just on some training. Like, you're going to train Vonnie. You're going to train him. Okay. So we got to talking, chopping it up. He's like, yeah, man, I'm a producer. I make beats. But you know, when you hear that all the time, you know, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, man, I rap. He said the same thing. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right, man.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever.
1: <laughs> and so I, I remember I called him one day and I said, hey, dude, like, you, you still got them beats? He was like, yeah. He's like, come through. Sat through at his house. I think I maybe picked out 25, 30 beats. Uh-huh. And then I told him, I said, man, I'm going to make an album with your beats. He was like, man, I hear that all the time, man. He said, people get my beats and they don't do nothing with it.
0: Right, right. right. I said, no, nah, man. Rappers can't be lazy.
1: Right. I said, no, nah, I'm going to do something with it, man. Right. I said, trust me, I'm going to book the studio session and I'm going to call you. You're going to be like, oh, for real. <laughs> so after we did that, it's been a wrap. Well,
0: we're glad, we're glad he did. Um, So you, do, you, do you work? You can give him a shout out, too. He's in shout the room. Out to Amir he in the right? room, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Amir Killer. Amir Killer, okay. Do you, so you only. Work with him, or do you work with other producers as well? Oh no, I work
1: with other producers. Amir is actually my executive producer now. Okay, so I come with a whole team into a studio. I have producers in Romania. He keeps an eye
0: on the project as a whole. Right, right. Right. He keeps it. He keeps it tight
1: knit. But as far as producers, Thirty Dan. Bino. I hear Dirty Dan. Bino yeah.
0: is a fan of the show. Big up Bino Bino. I
1: yeah. got a producer out in Romania. Crazy kid. His name is Young Verdi. Okay. Insane.
0: Beautiful uh, thing about hip-hop being yeah. worldwide and reaching out to people.
1: Uh, that beautiful thing. You never thought a kid in Romania biggest influence is Memphis, Tennessee music. Mm. That's
0: crazy. I'm mm. like, well,
1: you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. What the fuck you know about Memphis music? <laughs> they do. You
0: know, sometimes we have so much we take it for granted. Yeah. And I think other, it's easy for other countries Val Marie says gang gang She's checking in yeah, shout out to my manager Val Marie Shout out to me v- That's your manager That's my manager Okay shout out to Val Out here making moves Trying to you know Managing things <laughs> Uh, We normally talk about that. When did you sign with? uh, It doesn't have to be independent to her. When did you start working with a manager? Uh, I actually started working with a manager
1: uh, after I won the, after I took third place in the Arizona Hip Hop Festival. Okay. Uh, Because stuff started to get real hectic for me. So I reached out, and my first manager was Brenda Lowry with Legal Mob Entertainment. Okay. Uh, With with her being based in the East Coast, it was really hard to get. You know A hands on approach With a manager That you're supposed to get Because she was managing So many artists On the west coast Right And so Well on the east coast And on the west coast So We just kind of collectively Agree like we should part ways She still helps me a lot When it comes to music And then you know We just recently Picked up Val Just on the trial run Right now To see You know What can be done How she moves And stuff like that So it's a it's a good look right now. So hopefully everything keeps going smoothly. Then we, you know, we'll when when out. was this?
0: It sounds like you were uh, in a respect underground contest and you oh, took yeah. third place. Oh, yeah. What which what what show? When was this? What year uh, was this? Three years ago, something like that. Yeah.
1: The fifth annual Arizona Hip Hop Festival. The fifth annual. Because okay. I started out. Uh, at the icon radio showcase is how i actually started to get a name for myself okay because I, I really came out of left field with music right uh so when i did the icon radio showcase nobody ever heard of me so i came out there i won justice called me was like hey dude you won like i didn't even know we just kept going about our business
0: like right right was just a thing whatever right. yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: he's like man you hear from justice i'm like no so then when i saw him i was like hey man whatever happened to the icon radio show he's like man you won I was like,
0: what? <laughs> you had to ask him? Yeah. Like, shout out to the CEO shout out of Justice. To Justice like, shout out won, <laughs> bro. Oh, by the way. Oh, is that you Bonnie? Right By the way, I forgot to tell you and shit. You won that shit last <laughs> right, month. You won that shit.
1: And so he was like, some What people, you want
0: me to do with the winners? I said, uh, Some people have had uh problems. Some people have had issues with some of respect to underground's contests or competitions. Can you speak to that? Uh, I've, I've
1: I've
0: I've received the backlash and all that stuff, and they always like, man, they people
2: they picked felt you, like, yeah, people felt like you, you, they like
1: you, they picked you, like, right, you know?
2: right, <laughs> like right, no, like
1: right. no, I sold tickets, right, just like anybody that jumps out in this game has to do. Like, you have to pay your dues. So, I sold tickets and I sold a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to ASU.
0: Okay. <laughs> Word. All right. You was out there in the streets. Oh, my God. Shuffling something oh else. Oh, my gosh!
1: Right. Shuffling them tickets like it was cook crack. Like, man, for real. I got you. Uh, and... I- when the Arizona hip hop festival came, like I just network, I sold tickets. I went to mm-hmm. liquor stores. I went to smoke shops. I was dropping off tickets to everybody.
0: That's a good <laughs> message for all the artists. We have a mission here. And one of our missions is to let you know that, uh, as far as I can understand from what I've seen from inside the building, working and dealing with the guy, John blaze and CEO justice himself, as I do speak to and work with regularly being, uh, in, in association with them here on the radio, I have never seen them hold back or restrict or conspire to dismantle dismantle anyone's career. I've never seen... I've never been in on that meeting. Like, they call me in and be like, "Yes, swear, this week, we're not fucking with Buford. No, I've never (laughs) been to that. I've never... I've never got that call I've never been to the meeting, although Buford may deserve it at sometimes, but I've never got that call, so I tell rappers all the time, you know, just work hard it's tough and it's tough getting the ball rolling on anything. Trust me, we're getting it rolling on this mission show nice. and and everybody when you're rolling out uh, uh i don't you know I don't look up to rappers that have to do a roll out for a full project or something these days. It just seems like an incredible amount of work and the scary thing is you have such a short time because once your project is released you know it may only be a month or two and people are already uh over it considering it old or whatever and you have such a short time to work it so i don't admire that at all at least with the podcast you know we're in right. it for the long haul it's like a stock we're buying yeah. in we're working hard and we're trying to make it be something one day what um so respect the underground. You you came in third place. That amped up your career. Uh, you're dealing with management. What do what do you think is good and bad about the Phoenix hip hop scene? Now that you're a big part of it,
1: Uh really, it's the unity of it. Uh, there's too many. It's too many people that bicker back and forth. Okay. It's it's too much talking. Mm-hmm. Like not. It's too much talking. Not enough walking. You know. What right. I'm saying? I agree with that. And my thing is, if you're gonna talk, you know, at least. Make sure you got a catalog to back that talk that you're talking. You know, yeah. be humble in yeah. the game because yeah. there's a lot of artists out here that are humble, don't say nothing. We just stay behind the scenes and we grind and mm-hmm. we work and we work and we work and then mm-hmm. we let our product speak for itself.
0: De La Prem is one of those artists that for his talent and his stage show and the music he puts out and the merch, he's an incredibly humble dude. So yeah, yeah I think shout, I think out shout out to Prem. Shout out to Prem. How do you, how, how were you, what was your stance in the whole uh, uh Joe bills versus LMG fiasco that went on the past few weeks, because you have a very, uh, I think a very good perspective on this being someone that's legitimately, um, from a certain part of town and, and, the streets, as we say, or having dealt with the streets, but have crossed over into the mainstream world of having college degrees and, and big jobs. Uh, what was your take on the whole bills versus the charity for the kids show? <laughs> Uh, fiasco.
1: Uh, I think uh, how it all came about is I think it should have been communicated better mm-hmm. between promoter artists. Because uh, when you tell an artist like, hey, I want you to headline event, you probably should probably address it. That it's for kids right at that point. Right. You know, because once the artist says, hey, I charge, you know, this is my fee. Right. And it's like, oh, it's for kids. And it's like, OK, but this is my fee. Right you know and there's nothing against that but when you are upfront and outright with it out the gate right. then there's no confusion there's no question then it's then that artist can put their in a the position to say hey am I gonna show love am I gonna plug this event am I gonna do it for free am I still <clears throat> gonna charge or I'm gonna just show up and show love you know
0: do you think Bills was
1: cool in his actions I think Bills handled himself very well when it came to how he got all that flack coming towards him yeah. he handled himself well yeah. he's handled himself professionally I know a lot of people was like oh man he's got he's got PR team like PR team or not, like you still got a lot of handiest. Well, I on think the mic.
0: He, he sounds like he had a, has a PR team because he grew up in Scottsdale, would be <laughs> my point of view. But uh, I, I think he bounced back as well or better, as, you know, as well as Rick Ross did with the oh, Fifty yeah. Cent thing. And I I, I, I think he, he stood his ground. He got his side of support, and his side of support ended up being as much support as the other side had. Right, and so then it ends up being a debate. And I think to me, it was a lot to do about. Nothing. Right. And if uh and you know and 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 for the for the betterment of entertainment, let's say, I think Bill's got roasted a bit on the live. Yeah, he did. He got roasted a little bit. And, and you can if you don't think, think he got roasted, go back and look at one of the screenshots. It was crazy. With uh with with Bill's face in the middle and uh Bill says his PR team is me and the voices in his head. I would, I would agree. I don't, <laughs> Shout out to Bill's man. That's my I don't boy. think he's paying anybody for that. I think it's strictly coming off the top. Yeah, that's off his dome. Like he and, handles it and he's well. good at it. You know, and he handles himself well. And I think even if people didn't agree that with whatever about the show, I think everyone admired how he handled the situation because you know. Um, I think a lot of people would have broken under that pressure. Oh, they'd have cracked easily because Tommy. You know, excuse me. Network. You know, network broke out the speech from uh, burning uh, Mississippi burning. You know, he <laughs> he broke out the speech that they cut out of Malcolm X. You know, he he cut out the speech that that Martin Luther King was going right. to say the day after he got shot that he right. just didn't have time to say, unfortunately. Right. But uh, network man, I told him that was a that was an Oscar award winning. Uh, Uh, performance yeah and And it seemed like it was off the top of his head (laughs) yeah i you know i think it was a lot to do out of nothing and i think um i guess do you feel like there's some obligation as a black does being a black man give you an obligation to do something for the hood is what it comes down to
1: uh for me uh coming from the hood and being from the hood, you always want to give back to the hood that's how i feel if you're not from the hood and you don't know the woes, the trials and tribulations that right. you know those kids. Is there room know.
0: for people, black or white or indifferent, to to to, to be taught to have, not, to have not room for education. To have not learned that naturally right. There's make, always room for education. You know, and I I felt bad for Bill's. Um yep, yeah, network spoke from the heart, all respect, because right. he did. He dropped a Mississippi Burning speech off the top of the dome with no <laughs> stutters and stammers like it was a smack battle. <laughs> he uh, but, you know, enough being said, you know, enough being said about that. But uh, uh, I just think we have to leave room for people who are unaware to be made aware if they're willing to be made aware. Right. And that's my thing. You never stop
1: learning. You learn something new every day. And I think Joe Bill says he learned. Yeah, Right. I think that time Joseph got a chance that he got an education that he wasn't really expecting at that time. Right. Which was cool, because, like I said, you learn something new every day.
0: The simple answer is, I think he should have just told uh, network. On the live, like I just, I didn't, I didn't know you that well. I didn't trust you at first. I wanted to show up and see what happened. Once I saw it was all good and it was really for the kids, then, right. then I signed up for next year. I don't think you can fault him for that. I think he didn't want to. Maybe he didn't want to face to face with network. Maybe he didn't want to be that honest and right. say, "Hey, I, you know." And you can be on. Yeah, I deal with a lot of promoters. We all know there are shiesty and shady promoters. It's a part of Facts. the business. So in fairness to him, you know, you don't know until you know. And I, I just thought he was checking it out. And once he had checked it out, he agreed to do it. I didn't. If you word it that way, I don't see how you can really fault him. Right. But uh, he got caught on the barbecue <laughs> and uh, they started sprinkling sauce on his ass. But, oh, uh, yeah. They
1: was getting his ass. Shout out to Network. Though. Shout
0: out to Network. I got love for everybody. I'm just, you know, media as I watch all of this <laughs> go by and, and talk about some of it. Um what is your? You were you. So when when did you start taking the mu? You start taking the music seriously in Phoenix. Who was your inspiration for taking the music so seriously? Like take making it a business. Uh, my homie
1: uh, Eric, my homie Et. Okay. Uh, Cause he kind of gave me the formula when I was out here. Cause I, I was I would throw a lot of stuff off his head. Like yo, how this sound? How this sound? He be like, nah, man, that's garbage. Mm-hmm. Like nah, man, don't say that. We kept it real with hey, you. We kept great. it hundred. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Like if if I'm finna show you the game, like you're not going out there saying nothing garbage. So. You know, shout out to E. You know what I'm saying? He gave me that formula and this made me want to run with it. Mm -hmm. And so then when I got somebody like my man Zamir on my side, he makes it worth doing it because you have that support. You have somebody that's always pushing you to be better and keep writing and keep, you know, keep selecting good beats. Keep doing this. Keep staying in the studio like he does that for me.
0: Mm -hmm. And as far as I can see in the visuals, it's you, Denzel and KT. For sure. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Y'all a crew. A crew when did how did y'all come together? I've interviewed Denzel and he's got an incredibly inspiring story I Shout mean out I, to Lil bro I was nice to evil people for a whole week <laughs> just in honor of how much <laughs> he holds it down and and uh he was an inspiration to me. I'm still nicer to people than I should be because of Denzel um and I, I'm gonna get k t in here k t is a name that I've been hearing k t Gibson is a name that I've been hearing consecutively since i've been involved in arizona hip-hop and i hadn't had a chance to meet him or talk with him but i'm looking to have him on the show how did y'all the three of y'all come together
1: uh so uh me and kt linked up celebrating our win uh <laughs> oh, okay he at the same show he won right, he, he won took a, first place he took first uh, right okay. kt gibson took first place that year uh miss v from az took second place shout okay. out to miss v okay and then i took third place all right in that competition and so, Justice had, of course, the after party at Jaguars. Okay. We got up to Jaguars. We was just there to collect the money and go. And so, when Justice brought us up there, you know, I don't think Miss V was there. I know KT was there with his right. with his team. And so, we kind of linked up. And I said, man, I didn't get a chance to see your show, but I, I heard you killed it. You know, congratulations on taking first place. You know, just give you know being humble to the man. Right. Regular right. you Right. And so, he was like, man, where you from? I was like, man, I'm from Milwaukee. He's like, man, I'm from Detroit. Mm. And I was like, Word and we just kind of linked up from there it's like we felt like we knew each other forever mm, right and this is the first time i ever seen this dude ever came in contact with this dude and Amir was like man get dude number
0: it's the Midwest hood <laughs> the Midwest if you're in the hood in one part of the Midwest you're in the hood in another part of the Midwest it's that similar right it's that, it's that similar that y'all locked in immediately right it's that similar because it's same you know it's, a, it's right. different mud but same blood So right right Right.
1: you know so it's, it's it was it was easy it was an easy it was an easy fix Uh, Once we started working, I said, hey, man, he was like, dude, is anybody in the game you want to work with out here in Arizona besides just me? And I was like, well, I want to work with Denzel, too. Like, I heard a lot of stuff about Denzel. Mm -hmm. And then he was really tight with Denzel because they had linked up a long time ago. Okay, Uh, So they already was, you know, linked up. And then uh, he ended up hitting Denzel. Denzel ended up hitting me up on Instagram and was like, yo, what's up, man? Like, I heard you trying to work with me. So I was like Yeah man Like what's good He said I got something for you He like check your email So I checked my email We wrote Trust Issues And it was It was a wrap from there mm-hmm. And I think I think now I probably have a tighter relationship With Denzel Than I do KT But me and KT Are like brothers But me and Denzel Are like brothers So like all together cl- Us collectively Us three Right Are like a family mm-hmm. From different sides of the world So it's pretty It's pretty interesting And of course We added Marley To the mix Which kind of gives us that when did y'all pick up Marley? Uh, Marley has been with us for a while. Uh, we just haven't announced it. Uh, we've always had Marley on the okay. team. He's always rocked with THM. Uh, he's always been like in the in the in the shadows, as you can say, uh, because Marley does a lot with battle rap. So a lot of times we don't like to press him like a
0: concealed pistol. Right, Marley. Like, yeah, right.
1: It's like we got this little weapon on the side that you got, nobody. What's knows up about. with Marley? Why 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 won't and.
0: and... <sighs> You know, I've had a love-hate relationship with Marley. We battled a couple of times, and, and at the end of the day, he, he's my brother now. Like, I got love for him. But I don't understand why he doesn't put more energy into just making good good songs instead of maybe battling so much. Right, I know he that. loves the adventure and the entertainment value of battles. But um, whenever I listen to his songs, you know, I, I really like them. And, yeah. and there's a part of me that wishes he would just put all his energy into making uh, quality Rap songs and not battling so much. Right. And the thing about Marley right now is that, you know, right now with
1: all the battle stuff going on, like, we want a lot of people to know that for Marley, battling is a, a second passion. Okay. The first passion for Marley is being an artist. Yeah. And so, like, that's one thing that we want people to know. For well, I think sure. he's
0: very good at using it as a promotional tool. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, him and Buford, you were there. Him and Buford was off the chain with excitement. <laughs> and unfortunately, Adamus, uh pronounced it early on that the battle would not live up to the hype. But uh, in fairness to them, the hype was so incredible and went to such depths and lows that it was very hard for the battle to live up to the hype. Yeah. Because they're both great hypesmen.
1: Yeah, I think the troll went so
0: far to the point where
1: it kind of overlooked the battle. Yeah. And I think if both of them didn't troll that so much and didn't kind of throw so much of the family aspect, the right. people's kids. The battle moms, became bigger than the battle,
0: the hype became bigger than the battle. Right.
1: If they'd have kept it, you know, a couple of trolls here, a couple of trolls here, and there. Yeah. boom, let's get to the battle, then the battle would have been bigger than them trolls. I
0: mean, thank God the Joe Bill shit happened. It took the pressure off of them for a week because. Yeah. Because who knows what would have happened if they'd had that extra week of uh, trying to out troll each other? Yeah, uh, when he went to the cemetery with the grandma in the shirt, that's that's
1: what did it for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that
1: did it for me. Because uh, shout
0: out to Buford, he's got thick skin. You he know, got thick he skin. he doesn't let shit bother him, and he understands battle rap. Right, and, and I think, think I saw good all of it behind the
1: scenes, and so that's why I was so heavily involved because I watched Marley's last battle when he battled Emerge and he threw up on the stage. Yeah. You know, and I watched the team that was there with him, and it's like none of them was really there to have his back. And and I'm not saying that they don't, right? But it just seemed like at that moment he was the out there by itself. Yeah, I agree. And if you're I a agree. team.
0: If one person looked bad. Are you speaking everybody? Of, are you speaking of bad. Richie Rich? No, I'm just speaking of
1: anybody in the team. Oh, okay. Anybody Anybody in the team.
0: Because he used to roll around with the the he still does. the tribe uh
1: Right, he still rocked with tribe. I'm you know, very let's,
0: yeah, let's just say tribe. I'm very I get very nervous about saying the gentleman's name. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, they he still rocks with tribe. Because it's
0: uh, <laughs> shout out to them, you know. Shout out to
1: tribe. Okay, they like too. little bros, so that's you know, shout out to them. But right, when right, it comes right. to like to that aspect of the battle rap, I was like, I'm gonna get my hands involved with it. I said I ain't gonna battle rap, but I'm gonna make sure you're ready to battle right because right? when you come up with well, this count,
0: it, it was definitely he, he was that was definitely he was definitely one of the best Marley's I've seen in a battle so yeah. if you had any responsibility in that thank you yeah because for the battle I appreciate that because we all just wanted a great battle
1: right that's all we wanted <laughs> and I wanted him need. to stay hydrated because you know with <clears throat> him battling pancreatitis right anytime he starts has got an issue up, right yeah. that can flare up it's not all oh, Marley's drunk or this
0: right. or that it's
1: like no he has pancreatitis one he shouldn't be drinking right
0: one right but, he did get too drunk for our battle. But, but it was it led to an easy win. So I can't thank him for that.
1: You know, with him being hydrated, him being calm, relaxed before the battle and stuff like that, it gives him a moment to actually
0: be able to say his words and get him out without worrying about pancreatitis. So, from an inside perspective, that was that was not Merge hypnotizing him into throwing up. He had a physical issue that battle.
1: I don't know. I mean, Merge said some stuff to me at the Buford battle, kind of <laughs> make me skeptical. now. With Merge, Merge started getting
0: some. started <laughs> gotten Jabari Smoke Smokey Dollar. He started doing this and like watch my hand. And I, I I don't even look at Merge in the face when I'm talking to yeah, him. I look the other way because yeah, I'm not. I, Merge is not going to have me out here. Merge is like a, a superhero. Chicken. I'm not. I'm yeah, not he's not. Around. Have oh, me out here. We are having Merge on the show uh, coming up in the next couple months. We're gonna have Merge on the show, and we're gonna have three white gentlemen that are heavily involved in hip hop. Some white might say they are wiggers, but we're gonna <laughs> see if Merge can hypnotize them to a time before hip hop. We're gonna right. see if Merge, you know, much like Merge can help with smoking. He can make women orgasm. He can do all these things amazingly with the hypnosis to the human body. So we're going to see, can Merge return a white man involved in hip-hop to his original form yeah I'm going to see if Emerge can hypnotize somebody into giving me a deal that's what I'm going to do oh you don't need that you don't need that you don't need that you no, got man, a good team you got good music I think I mean with everything you and Denzel and KT as well have going on I mean it's just a matter of time before one of y'all one of y'all break through I think it's just a matter of time for a lot of our Phoenix Arizona artists oh, yeah, to break man. through it's a lot of talent um,
1: here lots of talent
0: what was it like for you moving here at first culture shop
1: yeah yeah because you get you know i'm used to even
0: with the college experience
2: was still still, a culture shop because
1: i figured like when i first got here i had been to la i've been to cali so i was like oh it's gonna be kind of like cali and then when i got here it was like desert (laughs) like like, it's dry here and i had the water and i was like this water nasty this water hard on you that's the first thing
0: everybody told us is don't 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 drink drink the the water
1: water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then when it was the heat like the heat, man. <laughs> the
0: heat. The heat. A lot of Africans move here. I understand yeah. why. Similar culture. But it, somebody told me they say
1: you went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. I said, Yeah. I said, if you want to call it that, they say you went from blistering cold yeah. to blistering hot. Right. I said,
0: You're right, I did. Yeah. I said, I'll take this blistering heat any day Yeah. Me blistering too. cold. Me too. Those three or four months when it's uncomfortably uh, hot, the air conditioning still works well. Beautiful. The rest of the year, it's wonderful here. Right. I rode with the top down today. It was wonderful. That's the um, reason why I moved here. Yeah. For days like this. Yeah. Make money in nice weather. <laughs> right. Are you a single man? Uh, no, I'm taken. You're taken. Okay. You were single at a certain point. Is it? I'm, I, I, I moved here married. So it's over for me. I'm washed. I'm with the last vagina I'll ever be with, and I'm happy for that. I'm happy. I'm. 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 proud of myself. I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, because uh, white men don't cheat. Uh, so uh, it's cheaper to keep her. that they say? So are you funnier than Will Ferrell, man? I appreciate that. That's one of my favorites. I appreciate that. It is much cheaper to keep her. Um, but it, it, how how is it? It seems to be a lot of, you know, mind you, if my wife's listening, I barely notice. But people tell me there's a lot of attractive single women in Arizona. I had a guy tell me that well, before I moved here. He said, well, it's a shame you're married because there's a shitload. And He's it seems like uh, there's more plastic women have uh, older women have, have like perky boobs, there's more plastic surgery and everything going on here. How hard is it for a single man to settle down in Phoenix, Arizona, especially if you know, shout to Smoky Dollar, especially if you're making a little money and, and you're single? Um, and rough. mind you, I, I was single 45 years before I got married, so it was tough for me anyway. Yeah, uh,
1: I say it's tough. But you got uh,
0: you a strong You got you a strong woman. I got me queen, strong queen On okay. my side good, So good, you good. Know
1: I'm good I'll, She holds me down
0: Good good so good Yeah I don't play the numbers Okay So um, <laughs> I used to <laughs> In some of the chats I've been in um, They seem to discredit People's opinions Maybe if they're married Interracially Are you married to a Nubian queen A strong black woman
1: Yeah I got me a black woman
0: You got you a black woman Okay yes, good sir. for you And I didn't mean to put that Married on your jacket If you're not married It's you all just all, 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 You're like just that. together I got you You're just, just an item just an item well that's wonderful that's beautiful so i can i can take your opinion on black matter seriously because oh, yeah. you have a you have a black queen okay mm-hmm. there, yeah, there's, there's been some there's been some talk in some of these media chats i've been in that you can't necessarily trust the key and peel type brothers uh, with their opinions on black culture now nah. me as a white man i'm just sitting and listening to all this stuff i don't I, i'm just checking it out i you know for me it's you like who you like you know yeah. that don't make you no blacker. It don't make you no
1: whiter. You still no got to deal with the you white people no matter who it. you date. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah uh, right. Me personally, I prefer black women. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with any other woman of color, but just my preference. I'm right. my right, so, right, I my sisters. Right. Right. They are the they are okay. the bomb.
0: Okay. Well, maybe you don't like mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you maybe you uh, don't They're like cool grapes guy. and the uh, potato salad and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I understand. You know, that, some yeah. people are some people are strange in their culinary like Does it all come down to what we eat and bullshit like that? I mean, we we joke about stuff like that, um, and you're a very educated person, so I take your opinion over mine any day of the week. What, uh, th- is it silly that we still? Is it still is it silly or stupid that I still find all that dumb shit funny? Is it, can we will we ever move on beyond all that? You know, I
1: think so. I mean, for mayonnaise
0: me, and mayonnaise you know, miracle Whip, miracle Whip, you all know, that like, those things. Whatever
1: you know? your preference is, your preference. Right, you right, right. We're
0: all just people. Is We're it easier to be? Is it easier to be just people in Arizona than it was in than it was in Wisconsin or in college? Or?
1: Uh. I think it's I think it's the same. You see yourself same. everywhere. Yeah, um, is this in Wisconsin, especially in Milwaukee? You just got to know how to move. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the same. Like if you in Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, St. Louis, and, yeah. know, any of those Midwest areas, you just know how to move. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to handle other races accordingly. Especially like in Milwaukee Like I said It's the number one Segregated city in the country Still to this day Right It's right. still very racist In Milwaukee, Wisconsin So when you day. say
0: So when you say that Most neighborhoods It's not There's no There's no. not a lot of Integration there's no. still It's all the white folks Over here the black, right. folks
1: in, black folks over here Maybe a little Indian Asian neighborhood or Whatever yeah. yeah Right I mean It's like how it is In the shot Like when you go To the gas stations In the shot Like you see a lot Of the you know The, the Middle Eastern brothers In there working You yeah. know a lot of them Adapt to black life And you know okay. Sometimes This is funny you can go to some of the gas stations, and whatever gang runs that area, that's how to that's how to do behind a gas station to talk to you. So if you a GD,
0: you walk in, he's like, "What the folks?" Right. No matter, yeah, right. No matter what he is, right. He, you know, and hey, that's teaching, he rock with the neighborhood. That's you know? teaching. The, Jesus taught that in the Bible. When you go right. into somebody's land uh adapt to their customs and stuff but it's so, funny yeah. like
1: when you go to like a a, a black yeah. disciples neighborhood and you hear the, the you know the, the middle eastern guy in the, the guy say he's he talking BD. Right, like, right. on bd it's right bd it's like everything is on bd at that point it's like boy stop playing like well, it's all
0: sales and survival <laughs> right. for him though <laughs> right looking, you know like, what, bro, just give
1: it? me a couple optimos bro i'm a ride bro you ain't gotta put it on a game you right <laughs> you right right
0: he's, i don't need all of that i don't need all that man yeah i feel just that on
1: 10 on pump two <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what's coming up for what's coming up for you, Viney? What's on the horizon this year, 2021? The governor's opened up the state. Hopefully, we'll have live performances more, you know, more than ever in the next few months coming. What's going? What's up for you? Uh, let's see. Um,
1: I got a new single releasing next week on the 12th. Smoking Our ride. I will definitely get that to you. Okay. Uh, I have a show coming up with the team on the 27th uh, to compete for a chance to perform on the BT Soundstage at the BT Awards. Uh, hopefully, with Texas and all that stuff opening back up, we can get to doing South by Southwest, uh, AC3, start doing a lot of live shows, making money. Uh, I got my company coming up, you know, my startup company. That's that's something that I do on the back end outside of music. Is Midwest Buzz? Shout out to my ce my CFO Eugene Robinson. Uh, but
0: that's what I got coming up, man. Okay, all that sounds a good bunch of singles a lot on the a board. Bunch of singles, no albums. Let's um, the one I've been playing by you lately on the Flowers Show is so lit. Oh yeah, uh, featuring Jay Mello on the hook, which is a popular name. J- Jay Mello gets Jay around; Mello. very talented, bro. Let's talk about how that song came together, then we'll listen to it.
1: Uh, well, with Jay Mello, uh, I actually linked up with Jay Mello through Denzel because uh, he had a record with Denzel, okay. and he came through to the studio right up here. If anybody knows, my team is always here at HKS working every okay. Saturday.
0: Shout to Felix and Brian,
1: HKS and so, uh, Studios. He came through and I, I was listening to him. I said, man, this dude is dope. I said, this is like, he said, oh, man, he family, bro. You know, whatever you need, he got you. Mm-hmm. And so I said, OK. So I hit him up one day. I said, J. Miller, I got this song. So we, I have a song with him originally before I dropped So Lit. And it's with me and my cousin in California. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I ain't going to put that out. I said, I got something else for you. I said, I got this record called So Lit. You know, I got my man from Chicago that produced it, that lives out here. Shout out to G1. OK. He produced it. He said, all right, I'm going to come through. I said, dude, he said, what you need me to do? I said, I'm a, I need you to do the verse. Because at first he was like, I, I'm going to do the hook. I said, I got the hook. I said, if you want to touch the hook, you can touch it. Right. You're J-Mello. I don't have no problem with you touching the it's hook. It's in his know? name. His name <laughs> is J-Mello on the hook. <laughs> right. So, And, and how brilliant name. to write that into your name. Like, <laughs>
0: right. you want me to do what? Well, my name says J-Mello on the hook. But yeah, yeah I got you. Go so ahead. when I told him, I said,
1: I want a verse. He said, wait, what? I said, yeah, I, I need you to do a 16. He wasn't
0: used to that. Nah Right he, And that's he's used to everybody you know, sure. saying
1: I, want a, hook, I sure. want a hook I want a hook I want a hook So I said I'm going to tr- switch it up With you Jay Mello I want a verse And I want you to touch the hook Right So when he did it I was, I had discussed with the team I said Where should I put Jay Mello at Because they already heard My first two verses And they was like Well you got to let the song breathe I said alright They was like Put him in the middle I said okay cool So we threw him in the middle Okay Called the rest, Like I need a cover <laughs> <laughs> There it is <laughs> Call Brian like I need you to mix and master this thing <laughs> yeah 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 Amir I need you to put it out now <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> and yeah. I sent all y'all the pack so that was like oh, yeah was we got the pack I've been playing it since I
0: got it but Let's- that
1: song's been here since, since since 2019 that's how long it's been okay you were sitting on
0: it <laughs> sitting has it when did you re- you just released it though last yep. couple months oh, okay yep. so you just got stuff like that sitting around
1: yep much. That's hard
0: to do. Yes. How, how, to me, that would be incredibly hard to do to sit on something that's dope. You know, I learned from Denzel. Okay, just sit on it. <laughs> yep. Drop them here and there. <laughs> yep. Well, we let, no, enough talk. Let's listen to it. This one is so lit, Vonnie G with Jay Milo on the hook. On respect the underground call Thank you so Radio. much for checking in. We listening. Shout out to every my Saturday, a.m. Let's go. Yeah. Good looking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Like, I'm, so yeah. I'm, so, so so, I'm so lit, I'll be all on my shit, I be all on my shit, I'm so lit, I be all on my shit, I be all on my shit, I'm so lit, I be all on my shit, I be all on my shit, I'm so lit, I'll be all on my shit, I'll be y'all on my shit, yeah. I keep shit lit like I'm flicking a bit, your bitch nick I'm bossy, she all on my dick, call her my eye. I'ma show you a trick and I'm making a flip She know the drill and she all on my tip Hop on the flight and I'm taking the trip You niggas be acting, just follow the script I got a story like Tales from the trip. I stick to the code, so watch out, little bitch Hold up my nigga, I'm spazzing the shit I'm stacking my chips from the lyrics I spit I'm running it up, I make hit after hit The game it too easy, I'm never gonna quit The piece of the puzzle, you know I'm a fit My life is a movie, just wait for the flick I'm counting it up like I just hit a link I'm so lit, I be all on my shit I be all on my shit, I'm so lit I be y'all on my shit I be y'all on my shit I'm so lit I be y'all on my shit
0: Respect Underground Worldwide World 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 Radio Icon so Radio yeah. Home of Quality Independent Music I be, all, I be music.
2: all on my shit I'm so Look bitch I heard it through the grapevine They say that he go no need to waste time Get my money long catch me on FaceTime I said my money long no need to play around Got a little bitch in the middle of the city. She be showing that ass and them titties. I might send her back if she get it. Throw that ass on me. Ooh. Bad bitch, get your cash up. Love it when you pack up. Yeah. I roll when you match up. Yeah, With a dick. yeah it's going up, it's going up. Kiss me in the pocket, let I'm showing now. Pirelli, tell you burn, what you talking about? That European turn, yes, yeah, it's on me now. They say it's ether. Every time you hear me, I'm just blowing out your speakers. Oh, yeah, it's on me. Yeah, how you got Niggas say hey, cuz I stay on AS. VVS water might drip out the glass. Cash out on Birkin, might buy a bag. Buy a bag, yeah, I got cash. Niggas say hey, cuz I stay on AS. VVS water might drip out the glass. Cash out on Birkin, might buy a bag. Buy a bag, cuz I'm so lit. I be y'all on my shit. I be y'all on my shit. I'm so lit. I be y'all on my shit. i be y'all on my shit.
3: I'm so lit. I be y'all on my shit. i be y'all on my shit. I'm so lit. Yeah, I be all on my shit, I be all on my shit, yeah, I got the sauce and I keep a little drip, I got the tool and I keep it equipped, I ride in all black when I'm smashing a whip, back to back champ cause I'm winning the ship, I'm changing my lane, now watch how I shift, fast and the furious, no Tokyo drip, this is a ride and I'm not a lift, the shit is a rap and I've been a gift, drinking this Henny, I'm lit off the fist. smoking this gas, I keep me a zip, smoking that curry, I'm lighting a piff, open the pack and come get you a whiff, I'm living a dream, I made me a wish, I've been on top and they call me make my life is so lavish i'm making a grip i'm never gonna fall i'm never gonna slump so yeah. i'll be all on my shit i'll be all on my shit this, this, so on I'll, be I'll be y'all on my shit i'll be all on my shit i'm so lit i'll be all on my shit i'll be all on my shit i'm the king i'll be all on my shit i be yall on my shit
0: respect underground home equality independent Yeah. music so what what uh have you ever had rap beef since you no. started rapping no rap no. beef have you ever been involved in any phoenix internet fuckery yes what what let's talk about that what phoenix internet fuckery did you get wrapped up in uh this sean bender bullshit oh yeah sean bender Back when him and Parks were going at it, or him. him. Yeah, still to this day. Well, I mean, I know they go back and forth all the time. Yeah,
1: like it's 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 annoying. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I is it personal to him? Is he the problem? All the time because he likes to troll. But yeah. For me, like, I come from a city where, like, I don't play that shit. <laughs> like, right. we'll pull up on you, dude. Right. Like, for real, for real. Like, we really Phoenix pull is up a safe
0: space shit? for foolishness. I think right. that's why we have a lot of fuckery. Right. And I, and I, mean, I think excuse me. I mean,
1: the first time we got into it and I told him, I said, look, dude, I, I don't know you like that. Like, I'll really pull up on you. You know, I didn't even know his whole situation until Marley told me. Right. And so, you know, Marley called me and said,
0: hey, man, you know, dog, like, you know, you got to be mindful, bro. Like, do we, uh, a lot of people have had an issue with him. And it seems like most of the time He's a big part of the issue uh, There seems to be Now more than ever A lot of people on the spectrum As we yeah. shall say And he he proclaims to be On the spectrum And and I'm just using those terms For my understanding <laughs> And he, uh, well, the thing I find uh, That I don't understand is You know you're on the spectrum And you use it I've seen him use it personally I've spread things where he's used it as an excuse like y'all yeah. know I got an issue or whatever Right. so but you continue with you know like you you can't be self-realized that you have an issue without being self-realized that you have an issue and if you're right. self-realized that you have an issue then you, then you know, I don't right. know. I just like, had how a do conversation we, how with do we, him. How do I we handle? Him. How do we handle that when you seem to understand, but yet you don't? Your actions don't relay that you understand. Right. I mean, like if I had a conversation with Sean, and I said, "Look, man,
1: I get. You know, you want to, you know, get yourself in this game. Like I get it, one hundred percent. I said, but there's ways that you go about doing it. Yeah. I said trolling." artists that have laid groundwork and that don't say much I said that's not gonna get you there I said because a lot of us artists that don't talk like are really about that action right I said you're trolling artists that you know you don't know from a can of paint yeah it's dangerous it's dangerous let's just
0: say for people out there it's dangerous it's a dangerous game and everybody may not understand the situation or the spectrum right and so a lot of times when we tell you a person like man we'll pull up and check your
1: temperature checking a person's temperature for one necessarily does not mean you're gonna pull up with guns right. it doesn't mean you're gonna fight
0: right it doesn't we mean might just anything. have a
1: talk we might have a talk man and right. man just to see what kind of temperature you want like if this yeah. is something that you want to take to the street or you just plan
0: a facade or you just don't understand or you don't you're understand confused you're or confused right
1: and you know for me like for him it's a facade you know like he likes to troll i don't know what his music sounds like i don't listen to it
0: you know right right I don't think a lot of people do, but that, I don't think a lot, lot of people do. here nor there. I mean, that's part of the problem. He wants to be known, but people get known by consistency and good product. Quality, right putting out quality product. Whether it's music, a podcast, a live show, right. or whatever. I think it's got to be consistent and it's got to be good. Right. And you got to grind, you know? And it takes time. Everybody wants immediate satisfaction. Right. So like to come
1: out to like to come out out of left field and call yourself a legend. That's to me good. that's bullshit.
0: Oh yeah. That's bullshit. Well, I mean, a lot of people would say that anytime you're that's not a title you give yourself no somebody gives you that title right that they give you that title due to your body of work and that doesn't matter
1: if it's in the game podcast radio acting right you know businessman if you're a legend that means you've laid groundwork that means you've put people on you yeah you've fed families like i've never seen you feed a family and i had to have a conversation i said you know you know sean i've never seen you at any rtu event I've never seen you at any AZMT event. I've never seen you in right. a studio. I've, I said, Only studio I've, I've never seen met you face-to-face. Right, I said, I've right, seen right. you in Buford studio. I said, but, you know, ain't no disrespect to that. Shout out to William. I said, but where are you? Who knows you? Hmm. I said, you know, you're you using other people for clout and, or, you know, if you're using your, your brother or, you know, whoever Buki is to you, like, okay, cool, but that's not a co Like, I, just because I know Arsenal and Goods, that don't make me a legend. No. Like, because I, I can call Goods on my telephone right now and say, hey, bro, what's good? I don't mean nothing, mm-hmm. I just know the guy right I have a relationship with the guy right that don't mean that don't make me a leg. how did
0: you um we can skip over uh, yeah. sean and uh because the, 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 it's just the thing that's weird to me when you um you can't use the same thing as an offense and a defense. Like, hey, I'm I'm spectrum, so I'm gonna troll you in crazy ways. But right. then I wish you, him the best, though. But then when you call me on it, you say, oh well, no, you can't get mad at me. I'm on the spectrum, like you can't use it both ways. Right, you can't that's use only, it both ways. And my thing, thing I is
1: shout out to him. You know, no, do no, your thing. Do come, your thing. Come with better music. Right, do your thing, man. Keep working. How do you know Goods? Uh, I actually have a record with Goods. Me and KT.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I met Goods uh, after I worked with Arsenal the Rebel. Okay. Um, and it was kind of funny. Um... Because when I first reached out to
0: Goods, I was like, "Oh, how am I going to approach this?" <laughs> right, sure. And so when I—it's funny out as to him, men, even if we're hey. fans of somebody, people don't like to be called fans, or people don't—you know—it's just weird whenever you know.
1: Right, because it's like, man, I got to humble myself, talk to right. the dude. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So when I actually reached out to him, I was like, "Hey, man, I just—my name is Vonnie G. I just worked with Arsenal the Rebel." He said, "Yeah, I heard about that. I heard of you." I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? You heard of me? He's like, "Yeah, man." He said, we all talking about the battle rap community. And I said, okay, cool. He said, what's up? What can I do you with? I said, I need a feature, man. I got this record with me and my homie. I think you'll sound great, though. He's like, all right, man, cool. Gave me the number. He said, I'm not going to send you through management. I said, all right, cool, man. After I connected with him, he, and we had a couple conversations on uh, Instagram, he was like, man, here's my direct number. He said, man, if you need help with anything, you know, wherever you want a mentor in this game, you know, whatever, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, and so from then, I've just been connected with him. So, whenever I have something or I kind of get writer's block yeah. or anything like that, I'll hit him up, you know, and he'll kind of give me some encouraging words, inspire me, and then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get back to it. That's a great
0: resource and it's a wonderful thing that he that he yeah. he opened the book to you as to say.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of funny cuz after getting to know him like I found out we both share the same birthday. So it's like ah, uh, that's like, oh, it's like my birthday twenty. That
0: always kind of brings people together. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like oh, yeah. this is
1: my birthday twin, so we good. We're going to be good forever.
0: So. Good is animal. Half a gallon good. So you a fan of battle rap?
1: I am a huge fan of battle rap.
0: And you have confidence that battle rappers can rap outside of battle rap? Some. obviously. because some 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 not all. It's no, a problem, it's right? A,
1: it's, it is a problem. It's been a problem for a long time, where they always say battle rappers can't make
0: records. Mm-hmm. They can only battle rap. But I think a, lot, a few
1: I, that's, that's starting to do it that's, that can actually do sure, it. Sure, right?
0: I agree. And um, certainly, there's some uh, that have always been better at it than others. And others, you know, everybody's growing. I I feel like a lot of people, at least in the old days, my old days, a lot of us as rappers at, on our journey of becoming writers. You know, a lot of us start out where a lot of our raps sound like battle raps. Yeah. We're always, you know, you know, talking about somebody ain't shit or I'm better than you <laughs> or whatever. I'm telling you these incredible ways of how I'm better than everybody.
1: Yeah. Marley said the same thing to me when he heard my other record. He said, bro, you sound like a battle rapper. I signed I right. a battle. rap." He said, no, those, those is
0: battle. bars. Those battle bars. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch and a lot yeah, of battle rap. You know, I think this, you know, it, it is different writing a battle bar as opposed to writing about a concept or an idea. And I think um, I'm of the opinion that it's almost like two different skills, kind of like two different parts of your brain. Maybe like it's when you focus on one, you kind of lose the other or vice versa. You know, I think it's hard to balance it all. I think people that can battle rap
1: are amazing writers. Yeah. Those are the best
0: writers and courageous being able to get on stage i i i always like battle rap because to me it's the perfect combination of stage performance poetry comedy um acting right let's be honest you know right. what i mean like it's it's all it's a combination of to me almost all the arts quick thinking improv right you got to you be know quick it's with it, it, it's real. it's like it's a combination it, the people that do it well let's say um and i think it's a combination of all the arts and i think battle rap is so slept on because of the lesser entities that do it. It's easy to watch a battle rap and for it to be, you know, your mama's too big, you know, I threw your mama in the air and she got stuck. You know, it can easily fall into like dumb like corny shit jokes or you know, it can easily for people that are not skilled at it for the the people that are skilled at it. It's this crazy combination of live performance like everything we talked about. I think it I think the true art of it goes under appreciated facts because at the end of the day if you're if you don't understand all what's going on and man I'm aware of a lot of pop culture wrestling and everything but, you know, they lose me with the bars sometimes because it gets so intricate and complicated. Right. I damn near need, like, uh, keep Google open and be Googling shit while I'm listening <laughs> to the battle. Sometimes I don't – honestly, sometimes – and I'm not that big of a sports fan. Sometimes I just don't get the bar because I, I'm not aware of what they're talking about. But so much is talked about on such an intricate level that it gets so complicated. I think it's it's crazy. I think it has lost a little of its steam, how come you don't battle rap or being a fan of battle rap? Uh, It's too personal. Okay. They get too personal for you. You're me. close enough to the streets. And I've known, I have friends yeah. of mine that said, I just can't do
1: that. Yeah, I, I can't I'm, do it. Yeah, I just can't do that. I'm probably one of the first person that'll probably pick up the phone and call my homies back home. Like, hey yo, what's, what's good? Like, we fin- we finna really go check this pot in the temperature today. Like, for real.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I'm not, like, the whole grandma on the shirt, nah. Sitting at the cemetery, Nah. Yeah. Kids not going, Nah Nah yeah Nah I don't Like nah don't, I don't, don't play, play the, with the, don't kids. Play the kids I don't play so. with if, just Especially had if one, I had a wife you know, If I was married I'm not gonna play with you When it comes to my wife Right, <laughs> like, right. Nah Like if so I said Shout out to William For like withstanding All that I, I That was crazy I It was weird Kind of like it was weird and funny at the same time watching it transpire Since I had to see all that stuff that he was getting ready to post because right. he would hit me first with it like hey right. I'm going to post this and I'd be like bro are you, come
0: on bro right 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 right. That's, are you sure
1: and right I used to ask right. Marley all the time bro you sure bro right, and he'd be right. like yeah bro I'm serious and I'd be
0: yeah. like okay Marley is excellent at trolling and him and him and, uh, Jalopy Bungus have already started the trolling do you think it's, that do you think that battle is going to actually happen oh, yeah, this is going to happen I know on Marley's side it definitely could happen it seems like uh, Bungus is playing with it a little bit. Yeah, we pushing for it to happen. Uh, last time, when I talked to with Jalopy,
1: it was going to happen until we see y'all March eighteenth. So okay for the for the negotiation. The negotiation so, yeah. we'll see him March eighteenth. So if it, signs if it doesn't contract. happen,
0: it'll be on his side. Marley's all set to go. Yeah, Marley ready for He's his Jets on Rockets. Yeah, he, you already yeah, know. Yeah. You already know. That's why I said Jalopy. Don't. I think this, this is going to be interesting. I think this is. Uh, I think this is Marley's first uh, that I'm aware of. His first step into like the actual battle community.
1: Right. I think he would have had that opportunity, you know, earlier if, you know, if Rum Raw wouldn't have ducked him. Rum Raw ducked
0: him. You're right. Right. And That's, I, think, I forgot about that. Right. Rum Raw ducked
1: him. If Rum Raw wouldn't have ducked Marley, it'd be a different tune right now when it comes to him battling Jalopy. I agree. And so. Well,
0: and, you know, he's, you know, battling uh, old, washed up guys like me and Buford, you know, it doesn't help your reputation. doesn't get you, know, you anywhere.
1: Because at the end of the day, when, you know, battle merge, is a young and, man's and, game and emerge. Now. I mean, right. emerge.
0: And, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a guy that I came from the battle rap when it was all freestyle and you just battled whoever signed up that night. Right, and then I eventually loved battle rap so much that I had some on camera battles with today's style. But at the same time, I was in my 40s when these battles happened. Like I'm old and washed. I'm not a scared. I'm not afraid to admit that. As far as rapping in a competitive level or being an artist for real for real I'm washed I'm not even that's not where my heart is at so and and Buford a great troll at one time an artist uh, a great engineer battle rapper just doesn't I don't hear that right. when I hear him battle rap
1: right and that's what I told Marley I was like bro you, I see cause he's like man you know I think I may give Buford another chance I was like look bro I said the What Buford did for you bro Was get everybody Talking about you again Yeah I said And that's what you needed
0: I said I don't need back. to see I don't. Buford has to prove to me That he can battle rap Before he, He's he got to do something else right. With somebody else Right that's else what I said dude, To go back And to
1: keep battling nah, The old heads And stuff like nah. that I said bro That's not going to do nothing For you in this battle rap right. game I said Because right, you see how right. Jalopy and all them Talking about you Right like Because they feel like you don't have no competition, nobody under your belt that you
0: was really substantial right. in this game. They're shitting on him, but at the same time, they're, they're, they they're, underestimate they're envious of the energy that he creates. Right. Because they're not getting that. And that got created around him. Right. And that's they the want thing, thing that same, scares them. They want the same energy that they got for their battles. Right. But they're not getting. No. And all of that is not, I, you know, not that I know anything, but I would just say it appears like certain individuals are working behind the scenes together to make certain promotions pop off. I don't know. I would just say it seems that way. Yeah. So I don't think it was necessarily all Marley. That event was built up to a huge amount. and um, But a lot of it was Marley and Buford. Marley did and Buford right. yeah. They did a great job They, did a, they did a great job because they just, and like you said, they took it to places most people won't go. And I am looking forward to Jalopy Bungus and Marley Park's Uh, I I love battle rap. I love being at at, at battle rap events and I can't wait to go see it being media. We're getting invited places. Salute to everybody that's out there looking out for the media and letting us know about the shows that go on. We have a listening party that's happening tonight uh, that I got invited to. I'd love to give you the information, but it's invite only. And then there's, of course, the ratchet house party from DJ Kane 100 over here on Glendale live on the beautiful uh, northwest side of the city um, what do you feel is good and bad about Phoenix hip hop uh, I think you said the bad part the bickering was the that you yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's what's good go about ph- what's good about Phoenix hip hop
1: uh, the level of creativity that's here mm. like these are some creative guys and gals a lot of sure. great music yeah and it's just yeah. amazing because it's like Everyone has a different sound. No one sounds alike. Exactly. And I think that's one thing that sets us apart in Arizona is that we don't sound nothing alike. We don't sound like nobody in a game. We don't sound like Atlanta. We don't sound like L.A. We right. don't sound like Chicago.
0: We don't sound like New York. We sound like Arizona. Right. And because it's it, it hadn't really been defined yet, that's why people don't, you know, they, uh, I think that's why people have a hard time with it Because you can't just put it in a box You right. can't just say oh it's this or oh it's that yeah, I think, And it's so diverse And people you know uh, like, like your team there's been a lot of Integration from the Midwest here yeah, definitely. And with all those influences definitely. You know the speed rapping And the white guys getting emotional And all that kind of stuff <laughs> right, The drill music all of The it. drill music um, uh, Wisconsin yeah, we ain't got no. Milwaukee, side.
1: Milwaukee,
0: the home of cuckoo cow and the pimps. Cuckoo cow yeah. and pimps. And cuckoo. Pimps. Yeah, somebody. I think Buford brought that up. The cuckoo cow came yeah. from, but he he came out under uh, Outcast in their group. He just came out on it completely on his own. Uh, I'm thinking of somebody else who was with Outcast. Uh, cuckoo cow. Yeah, he came out on his own. I think it was under
1: Interscope when he came okay, out. Okay, right. so. But it was funny because I actually were know you, Cow. Were you
0: there when he when oh, he yeah. when he ascended? Were oh, yeah. You, were you, you you there? Yeah,
1: we was in that streets
0: hustling. Yeah, <laughs> gang <Game> banging. <laughs> how do you how does one? Did he just have like that song was just so powerful? Like how does one from? It seems hard for for somebody from your town to get a deal to get a single to get it oh, to yeah. be on Interscope. How does one go about? That? Do you know his story? I'm just curious. I mean, I know Cuckoo's Cow story. You know, I, I know what blocks he come from. I know what hood he come
1: from. Okay. He has a, he, my family is real tight with him. Um, it's funny because a lot of people, when they say Milwaukee's like, who who comes out of Milwaukee? And I'd be like, oh, man, I can name people for you. You know, Tank, you know, Eric Benet, okay. <laughs> Rico Love. Right. Like I can keep going.
0: And but like, be like what? Like my hometown in Richmond, it seems like people have to move away. You to got pop to. Off. You got to. You can't pop off you, from Milwaukee.
1: like Milwaukee. Right anybody do, making a name for themselves right okay. now has left Milwaukee and okay. popped off. Like, is a kid right now in Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee. His name is uh, Prince Party. He used to go, at, he used to go by Party at Four. Mm-hmm. Blowing up right now. He's in Atlanta right now. Blowing up. Right. Another girl, Destiny, from Milwaukee, but it's in Atlanta. Blowing up. Right. So it's like, you gotta leave Milwaukee.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's really anywhere in the Midwest. I mean, Chicago has their own song because they, you know, they created that way with with the drill music mm-hmm. and the house music and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like, Chicago had a wave
0: definitely the house music
2: and right.
1: now now the drill now the drill music yeah. so it's like okay interesting you know and I was like when you see about like especially with the drill music how you see it about now they be like oh man will New York it's like no drill music started in Chicago New York adapted to it and then they ran with it which is fine that's what you're supposed to do with a style you're supposed to run with it you're not supposed to sound directly like the city that created it right 'Cause you'll never sound like Midwest drill music. You'll sound like East Coast drill music and that's fine. And that's right. Cool. And New York we, guys. We salute have, that.
0: New York guys are good at adapting. They right. adapted that. Because it,
1: it's starting to really I feel like drill music is how hip hop was when it first started.
0: Yeah. Scary. It's, it's scary. It's scary. It's authentic. Is it a way we can it's have raw. Can we have can we have scary, authentic, raw music without people getting especially young rappers getting shot and killed so freely yeah that's because as 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 an older guy as an older guy who loves hip-hop and mind you I understood Public Enemy I understood uh, NWA the things that were you know I even understood bitches with problems the like these somewhat crazy movements to some people X-Clan I understood right you know these these movements that may have seemed crazy to other suburban or white folks I understood And so, and um, usually with black folks, I just give them a pass because most of the time, sad but true, it is the white man's fault. But with drill music, I just, I almost feel guilty enjoying it or listening to it because I feel like it's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, for drill artists, we say what people are scared to say.
0: To give, to give, I feel like to give flame to drill music means somebody got to die and that right. makes me feel guilty and i'll put it like this because i've always had this
1: conversation with a lot of my friends when it comes to drill music and hip-hop so you remember when boom map was just the thing right boom map straight hip-hop yeah, it was yeah. real it was gritty. It was i remember rough, that yeah it was yeah. nasty it was like oof this is they telling the story they, yeah. tell, they talking about the problems we see in the hood like curtis blow he talked about that right that's what drill music is but it's just a little bit more violent now because there's what happens in the Midwest the murder rate is insane it is it's crazy so that's what we got to talk about sure people getting in the club you know up in the pole air out the whole club that's what happens in the midwest mm. on a daily
2: mm.
1: there's not a day that doesn't go by where somebody doesn't lose their life over gun violence okay and i think that it's starting to shed light and, and other people so it goes back cities, to the street reporting right, angle We're just street reporting. It's street reporting right I because got you. now it's 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 prominent that a lot of these artists are losing their lives because a lot of these artists play in the streets. Yeah, a lot of these artists that come up now. So it's are not so it's not verify.
0: it's not hip hop's fault. It's it's people that are involved in a certain life that just so happen to adapt and attract to hip hop. Right, and they play on both sides of the fence. They are hip hop artists okay. and All they're right. also a gangster. That makes sense. It makes so, me feel a little better. Makes right. Me so so you're doing that
1: and you start talking that and you, you know because with drill music you they might have died heads. anyway. They just happen to be rapping. Right you know they probably would end up catching that shot regardless it just makes it a little bit more you know astronomical because they're rappers yeah right
0: people draw more attention and we have these celebrations and and people that aren't aware of their music at all become aware when, when they get killed
1: unfortunately right this is the one of the most dangerous professions in the world is being a rapper yeah period
0: yeah, and I always, you know, even me coming up wanting to rap back in the day, you definitely, especially being um, a white guy, it seemed you definitely needed uh, a mentor, or well, I used to be a writer, a co-captain, or you needed a you needed someone to guide you through the industry. Right. And it seems like that now more than ever, because at least back in my day, it was still somewhat innocent, and if you were the cash cow, people would protect you. Nowadays, with the with the checking in in cities, with the different gangs in different cities, with how much hip-hop is and will always be street culture to a certain extent. It just seems like, like you said, the most dangerous profession. It seems like such a precarious w- road to walk. Right. You know, be, you know, and again, the issues of uh, if you're out there on the road, uh, working circuit or whatever, show, tour, you know. If you're a rapper of any kind of followership online or any, you know, if just having the nice chain you have makes you a target if, if you're out these roads, in these roads and these streets. Now, at Phoenix, I feel like we're a little bit blessed because of the cowboy mentality. Yeah. You know, everybody's packing, so everybody's packing, so a lot don't happen. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't carry, right? We keep but sticks, I, but I'm I'm relying on the logic that everybody else is carrying, so shit don't really jump off. Now, when I think like that, I have it's a bit of white privilege because I live out in East Mesa, and. Uh, there's definitely no problems out where I live. And I talk to younger artists like Diamond Boy Trey and they're getting in shout out they're getting in shootouts regularly over arguments and shit, you know, oh, the, yeah. the young guys, you oh, know. Yeah. Somebody, you know, he seven guys try to try to blow holes in him. And luckily oh, yeah, they I used only to live got live in Awatuki,
1: his... so yeah.
0: like now I live on the west side. Is that so... where it goes down, Ahwatukee? Uh, no, oh, okay. it definitely doesn't go down Okay, in that's where it doesn't go down. Right, that's okay. where it doesn't go down. Okay, okay. And, so you understand my East Mason right, me. situation. Yes. Okay.
1: Like right now, though, I live on the west side. Okay. So I moved from Ahwatukee to go to the west side thinking it was going to be, oh, it's going to be better. Like, like no. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to 83rd Avenue in Thomas and realized, like, oh, you in the hood. And so, like every night, I hear the same stuff: gunshots every night, all day. So you moved to the hood, yeah? Okay. I mean, don't bother me. I mean, I'm come from the hood. Yeah, I got you. It's the
0: same. Still quiet, regular, regular.
1: I mean, for me to be on 83rd Avenue and Thomas, I'm still quieter
0: than than Milwaukee. I tell them all the
1: day. I'm like, bro, this is still quieter than my block. In Wisconsin, like I guarantee on my block, there's somebody that's probably gonna get shot at at least yeah. every
0: hour on the hour. <laughs> like yeah. with these, and with you know, I don't mind the gunshot. I just don't want to be close enough to hear the guy groaning. Right, you know, I don't
1: want to. I don't want to be the innocent bystander, and I don't
0: want to hear like the gnashing of teeth and the women crying. I've been unfortunately, I've been had, an, uh, I laugh about it now, and it's nothing to joke about. But I was, uh, I was just thinking about the people I was hanging out with at this event, so that's what made me chuckle. Don't don't confuse. Um, I've been at an event. Unfortunately, where, you know, someone got shot, uh, I think, dead in the parking lot. And so we had, you know, we were inside the event when it happened. But, you know, police show up. Everybody's got to be questioned. And the whole time we're waiting, you know, sad, unfortunate. The loved ones of the person that had been shot were dealing with emotion. And I'm a big hearted guy. To me, that's hard to deal with listening to someone deal with their loved one you oh, know yeah. uh, either shot or, or, or passed or whatever happened um so yeah so I, you know I guess it's white privilege I was raised in the burbs and it was very quiet at night other than the crickets and the occasional bullfrog and uh, so I'm sensitive to that you know and I think um where you and other people I've talked to may have been hardened and you don't maybe even realize. I am numb to that. You don't even realize how hard you are sometimes because it's just you. It's your skin, it's your, you know, it's right. where, it's the way you live. And uh you know, I've talked to some people that just have, you know, horrifying stories, but they're so strong. You know, much like Denzel, much like Charlie Goo, much like Big Doobie. Um and they're all Midwest. Uh yeah, right. uh Big Doobie and and Charlie are Midwest guys as well. But um just go through so much. And I, it just seems like when you talk to him, they don't. You know, Charlie's one of the nicest, one of the most jovial guys you'll meet. And the things he's been through have been horrible, and he doesn't even really realize it. Sometimes I think when I when I spoke with him about it, so, you know, my heart goes out to Man. um to you and everybody that your life has been so affected, and you I don't you that. don't even hardly realize it. You know, and like I said, as much as I know it's not personally my fault, and I hate the tribe mentality. I feel like at the root of it, it was a white guy's fault. and somebody that, that white guy That white guy might have been related to me. i gonna be
1: real with you. I had a person tell me, like, because uh, <coughs> they tell me, like, somebody in their family died. And I, you know, I kind of was like, oh, that's sad. And it was like, kind of like, it's like, you kind of just blew it off. I'm like, it's not blowing it off. I said, right. I hear about people dying every day. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I got into a little Internet war with, you know, some people in Texas because I asked them, was they still panicking? You know oh, Over the yeah, ice Over thing. the snow And all yeah, that stuff yeah, 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 and, You know yeah, a lot yeah. of people are Like you're insensitive I said I'm not being insensitive I asked you a legitimate question Are you panicking I said but you didn't read the question Right You assumed Right Instead of answering the
0: question People do that a lot On the internet Right on I said you should
1: media. I said you know A lot of y'all get on here And y'all look at what a person writes And y'all run with it I said instead of actually Reading the question Answering the question If you're still panicking But that's just to You know to make my point It's like Dude you can't Panicking don't really help. Panicking don't help. Panicking don't help. You know, really help. when somebody dies, especially in the street, like you can't panic, you know, especially if you numb to it. It's like we grew up with it. Like I've seen this since birth. Like I've seen people get dropped in front of me. I've once witnessed it from sitting in the passenger seat of a car somebody get, they top blew off in front of a, a mm. convenience store. And it's mm. like, okay, time to go. I don't want to be the next person shot. So right. let's ride, right. you know, and it makes you numb to it. And, you know, a lot of people like that's
0: cold. And it's like, it's not cold. It's just how I'm built. Right. Thank well, it's know. how you, you know, it's it's what you went through. It's what you experienced. And your experience changes you and, and you know, um, gives you stories and insights. And that's why we have you on the show For so sure. that you can so that you can relay these insights. And other people hopefully will learn from it, like Ho said, without right. having, that's why I tell without this having music, to go the way through. I tell it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because. Um, I admire your strength uh, in dealing with the hood and white people. Uh, I admire all of that strength, you know. And I think these—it's uh, why I like doing the show because I think you know we could have we could have sat here for an hour and we could have talked about the current hip hop shit, you know, uh, Cardi B's vagina or Megan Thee Stallion's foot, or you know we could have we could have sat and listened to your music. But I like getting to the other side of the conversation, you know. Yeah. And I think. Um, So many times. It's just, you know, on the other side of the conversation is so much. Right, because we don't get a chance
1: to tell our story but through the music. So we do interviews a lot of times... Whoever's doing the interview, they never ask us questions about us. Right. It's always general hip hop questions. Sure, you know. But this one, this is probably the first interview I've been on where it was actually in depth, which is dope, and I appreciate that.
0: I appreciate you saying that. Other artists have said that, and I appreciate it every time because we hope to. I have a firm opinion that I'm different and doing my own thing. People, for right or wrong, for good or bad, have always said I'm a little different. So it was conversational. I love I it. I deal with that. I love yeah, you know, it's conversational. Here. We're here to talk to and get. Like I said, we could talk about all the general stuff. Who's your favorite hip-hop artists and all that but you know i like getting to the other side of things and i think that especially with creative people especially with uh intelligent people um you know your experiences are what made you and and it's so much that that makes your music but never really gets revealed in the music because it's hard and nowadays more than ever we're in a single culture uh shout out to ba- Bobby Baymart for releasing a uh, introspective project full project most artists let's be honest don't do that anymore you know it's not even about albums or CDs cuz the way music is sold has changed so a lot of times in a 3 minute song how deep you know how much can you really get to the heart of a person or to the right. to the side of their story and uh once again you've blown me away with your story Appreciate and it. and with your experiences and um everything you've gone through in life and Thank you. and how it comes out in your music. And I thought, I think your story is just another story that makes this Phoenix, this Arizona situation. So interesting, yeah. you know, um, you know, I don't know, you know, to me, all your accomplishments are so much like I wish for you to make it in hip hop just so that you can tell more people about growing up in the hood and in, in Wisconsin and, and, and going to college and, uh, and double majoring. Who, you know, where did that inspiration come from? Just before we get out of here, I want to touch on that because, mind you, one major, the, the, the first two years of general courses, let's be honest, when I did science and they said you got class in the morning and you got four hours of lab in the afternoon, that fucked me up right there. Yeah. I was like, what? And then, so I never got to the point of picking a major. I never, so to me, having two majors, and I guess I kind of understand what you were doing because you were unsure about the law situation, but, what what was your inspiration For biting off so much uh, Taking on so much When you were in college well, My mom and dad Yeah Yeah I I
1: wanted to You know Do something happy I wanted to make my parents proud Basically
0: Yeah well, I'm sure you um, did
1: You know I'm My sure you my did. mom really pushed for me To be a politician And a lawyer my, Okay She was pushing for that hard But yeah. I said you know mom That's that's just not me Right you know, I, I don't want to lie to the people Yeah you know, I said I Politicians A lot of politicians are crooked Yes you know, I said, and, and have a family full of them Yeah I no, I yeah. don't want to go down that same path, you know. I kind of took the same route my dad did, you know. That's what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to go to the Air Force, but he was like, nah. Back right. in 2002, graduating high school, you know, during the height of, you know, yeah, Afghanistan, that when, Iraq. Yeah. Nah, it seemed nah, like nah, the whole nah, world nah. was going to go to war. Right, like, yeah. no, nah, yeah, I can't have you do that. but. Right. Right you know of course the air said,
0: force always usually is flying over yeah, and doing like just nice support. <laughs> yeah just they're doing compared to I'm what here. some of the, compared to what some of the other guys are doing it's pretty clean and nice right, it's with like, the hey, I'm here. and they are notoriously I've always assumed and heard that they are the smarter of the air force yeah, the, the the armed forces the air, the air force is smart you gotta be a little smarter to make air force compared to being a grunt or a navy or a army guy whatever yeah
1: you know. and so you know I, I wanted to do that for them uh you know, so I, I after I got my degree, I was like, you know what? I was going to go back and get my master's but I was like you know what well, I'm kind of done with school and then my sister started running with it so shout out to my sister she's getting ready to graduate with her PhD
0: from uh, from Grand Canyon so okay PhD, PhD. God bless yeah. smart parents yeah gotta be good genes at this point right
1: yeah we just wanted to be better than them
0: yeah I get <laughs> you know,
1: it that's what all parents hope that their kids be better than them yeah. strive to be better than them but well, I, education is a big thing
0: I know family. you've made your, your parents uh, proud yeah they're the ecstatic <laughs> but you did have to call them and tell them that you're you're pursuing rap seriously yeah what what was that conversation now mind you you're grown you're graduated from college like i i felt like if i graduated college i could have told my parents i was going to the moon and they couldn't have said shit but at the time you told them you were going to pursue rapping seriously you you are living on your own got your own job car whatever you're doing everything you need to do so i guess they couldn't say but so much but what was their response uh
1: well it was very supportive Especially my mom She was supportive of it uh, My dad is a musician uh, So my dad played the drums So I, I grew up with music And okay. that's the huge thing A lot of people don't know that I actually grew up Playing the violin
0: Awesome And then I moved to You playing. are the rose That grew from the concrete My brother <laughs> Yeah man You I mean, you should get that Tattooed somewhere <laughs> you, I am the rose That grew from concrete For sure You were playing the violin The violin When I, did you start that? You started that young right? I started the violin In 6th grade I
1: started playing the violin. I, I'll be. You gotta be I tough. Hate it.
0: I
3: hated.
1: the Do, violin. Am I assuming this? Or you have you, to be tough to play the violin in the hood. You got to yes. be tough
0: to play the fucking violin. Yes. I knew guys that would, couldn't play the clarinet in my neighborhood, and that I won't would even address you, especially if they saw you playing it. Yeah. You know or just jokes? It, just carrying it. You know how many jokes? All the band kids caught a little slack. Let's be honest. But you're in the hood playing the violin. Right, if you play the violin, that means you're in the orchestra. You're not in the band. No, no, no. Nah. You're in the orchestra. The you play classical shit. music. Yeah. With like a five, like a quintet or something.
1: Right. And it's not, you're not the only violinist. You're like.
0: That's the white part of one me. One of knows 10 that. of them. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, what, cha- what What, what, what were you? Were you a certain chair? What- I was first chair violin. First. <laughs> <laughs> my dad played. This the snare. story gets better and fucking better. Yeah, we got to have a
1: part two. Yeah. My dad
0: played the drums. Uh, a lot of people who, don't know Who this. put the violin in your hand? you chose that they asked you or somebody put that my mom made me play the violin I wanted to play the trumpet the brothers in my school of course (laughs) went for the saxophone or the trumpet of course not the golden clearly not the french horn not the fucking flute not Not the the clarinet clarinet. (laughs) no the fucking saxophone or the trumpet trumpet or the drums or the drums No Man I looked up Shout out to DJ Gordon I'll never forget his name Played the quads Yeah she said no. When I was in high school And on the east coast Go-Go was big Oh yeah that's huge And we had a very We had a very Good principal Our ninth grade year He would let us party In the pep rallies And they would let You know And our band leader Was very We will win the competition playing very straight. (laughs) And I wasn't in band at all, but I know he was that kind of guy because they won competitions and shit. And he was, we will march in line, everything will be perfect. Very like military, you know, uh, tight guy. But on pep rallies, they would let DJ play the quads. And out of nowhere, everything would get quiet. And if y'all are y'all familiar with Trouble Funk at all? Yeah. As you know, as black guys, you should be. I'm sorry if that sounds bad, but. if you're on the west coast and you never heard of go-go or trouble funk it's it's in your DNA check out trouble funk but out of nowhere just and man we would go insane yeah you could name anybody at that point it was not as good as fucking DJ Gordon so a shout out to my homie I just got caught up in a memory right there <laughs> Yeah, my dad. So the, you, were the, the drums. you were in the you were in the violin. They put the violin in your hand. Did you yeah. ever? Did you ever have a conversation with your mom and dad about that later on? Like, why the violin, mom and dad? I did. Were you trying to make me tough? <laughs> were they trying to make you tough? The reason why a boy named said, Sue,
1: I could uh, <laughs> play the violin because it didn't make as much noise as, as the trumpet
0: would. I got it. It was for their convenience. As yeah. it is as parents. You learn that when you become a parent. Most of the things you thought your parents were doing for whatever reason, they were doing for their convenience. It was for their convenience. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, That's just I don't being want to hear no
1: horn blasting. Me, 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 A meep. violin
0: of <laughs> the rose that grew from concrete. Vonnie G, you are an extremely interesting story. I'm so Appreciate glad it. you came in. Uh, like most people, I talk. I could talk with you for another two hours, easy. Yeah, we can get to uh, I didn't in even. A I didn't even go to the notes, uh, and I, I'm certainly playing your music. Please send me the new music as Got it you. comes in. Got you. And uh, I will always remember that um, you have friends in, in Milwaukee that you can still call. Because to be honest, um, you know, as a white guy, speaking as a white guy, y- you know, you, you're a nice-looking gentleman. You're very well-spoken. Yes, sir. Uh, no one would i don't think anyone would guess that uh you can make a you know one call to the hood and get it popping people might not <laughs> You know, I think people might it. think you might have to make, like, three calls. Yeah, like, you no. might have to call, then call, then call. You know, you might have to call somebody to call somebody. But no, you're just one call away. Just one call away. Just one call away. Yeah. I'm several calls away. But that's, a, you know, I'm trying to. That's why I'm very humble and nice. I, I, it takes a, It's a definitely a long-distance call. Well, Black Peso is checking in and says, my guy, thanks for checking in, Black Peso. It's certainly shredded gang. And uh, shout out to the whole gang over there. It's been a good talk. It's about time to get out of here so the 411 can come in here and get set up for their show. Uh, We'll get Dane Russell. We didn't have time for Dane Russell today. We'll get Dane Russell back on the show so y'all can check him out another Saturday. This has been The Mission. Vonnie. if it's one thing that you would change about your life, about life in general, about the worldwide situation or about Phoenix or just, you know, your past, anything in life, you could Thanos, you could snap your fingers and change anything you want to change. What would you change? Uh, I think you can you know snap me back to high school freshman year you Let go back start over yeah really yeah. What, what, uh, that's very that's very interesting knowing what, what I know what would now- you what would you do different other than not play the violin uh I would definitely
1: uh, take school a little bit more serious than what I did in high school. You
0: got a double major though. Like whatever I know. you did in high school was good enough to I get you I would rather college. get a,
1: a four year scholarship and not have any uh, collegiate debt.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> what it is. Well, you could just snap your fingers and make the debt go away. That, you
1: don't have to go all, but you'd rather go back. I want to do that, you know, so I can go back and play sports again. Yeah, do everything, do all that stuff right, again, right, you know, right, right. try to make some different changes instead if of playing you, D3 you got ball. If you
0: go back, you can't know what you know now though. I mean, is that still the same deal you still, yeah, still want to go, go back, back? Yeah. yeah I still go back I mean obviously you made good choices I'll shoot the
1: basketball more if you know if that was the
0: case I, I'm afraid yeah take the shot <laughs> take my shot I definitely would I definitely would have uh, taken my shot with more females yeah. I was always a little shy and a little insecure I definitely would have shot my shot you know it's nothing like figuring out who would have fucked you than getting married because they right. all come out the woodwork then and oh it's too late now man I would have blew you back then he's like what I, what <laughs> I didn't know that but yeah. I'm happily married with the last of John I'll ever be with. I ever want to be with because I'm so happy. I'm happily married. Um, Vonnie, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks, for having and, me. And uh, fuck your college debt. The, you know the Democrats stay in charge. They talk about getting rid of that anyway. I hope so. Shit, uh, fuck that we debt. get underneath. Get get out from underneath the banking uh, situation. I do have a lady in my neighborhood that complained on Facebook that um, she worked very hard to pay off her, her debt, and she resents the fact that some people. May get their debt reduced. What would you say to that lady if you had a one-on-one conversation with her? Fuck you, my debt is clear. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> it under thirty Gs. They're uh, clearing that. Oh, okay. They're clearing <laughs> that. They get rid of that. Right. You under shouldn't 30, have went to school too uh, long. That's
0: yeah, your fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. You shouldn't have paid so fast. <laughs> right. You bitch. shouldn't have paid them
1: so fast. Shouldn't have paid so fast. Dumb you bitch. gotta do
3: like black people. Duck them. <laughs> 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 duck them.
0: <laughs> See, like we said earlier, you don't learn everything growing up in the suburbs. There's oh. some qualities you need to That's learn. That's right. You got to duck them, folks. Yeah. Are they calling for that money? Yeah. Who knew? That's right. And you need you might need a good black friend to learn some things from, uh, white folks, or you might need a good white friend to learn some things from. I've learned a lot today. I hope our audience has as well. Thank you once again to Vonnie G for coming in. Uh, yeah, thank, yeah, you, yo, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. We'll get out of here get set up for the 411 show coming right up next. Stay tuned, and don't forget tonight on beautiful Glendale Ave in the northwest side of the city, we have the Ratchet House Party. DJ Kane 100 presents the Ratchet House Party. Tonight, yeah, thank you for watching. Have a good day. Go with love and love the ones you love. Fuck everybody else. Peace. The Lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smokeweed, Dirty Harry, Lee X, the Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect the Underground, Worldwide Radio studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here. At the-